the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 10th of November, let's begin with updates from the city. The Karnataka government, led by Deputy CM DK Shivkumar, has directed the Bengaluru Water Supply Board to serve 24 TMC of Kaveri water annually for the city's drinking needs. Shivkumar emphasized that this allocation was mandated by the Supreme Court in 2018 and now the full 24 TMC would be utilized. In response to potential objections, he asserted the state's commitment to upholding its rights. In other headlines, former Karnataka CM and senior BJP leader D.V. Sadananda Gauda announced his retirement from electoral politics after a distinguished 30-year career. He expressed gratitude for his roles as MLA, MP, Chief Minister and Cabinet Minister. Gauda, representing Bengaluru North and Lok Sabha, revealed this decision amid speculation about his 2024 election candidacy. He relinquished union ministerial roles in 2021 and conducted a drought impact assessment in Hassan district. In some more news, Tejasvi Surya, BJP MP for Bengaluru South, met Karnataka Deputy CM DK Shivkumar to discuss vital development matters in his constituency. He urged the construction of a Banshankri Metro BMTC Skywalk and JP Nagar Nayandahalli Elevated Corridor. Surya also emphasized the need for MD appointments in BMRCL and K-Ride, as well as underground cabling of EHT lines. He expressed confidence in positive outcomes from their discussions. Up next, government schools and colleges will offer career counselling to high school students, helping them explore diverse educational paths. The programme will be piloted in Chintamani, represented by Higher Education Minister Dr. M.C. Sudhakar. This initiative aligns with the State Education Policy Commission's goals, endorsed by Sudhakar, who emphasised starting guidance early in grades 8 to 12. Sudhakar aims to introduce this programme in his constituency this academic year. Now on to other news, the Pina flyover on Tumkur Road, closed since December 2021 due to cable corrosion, will not reopen to heavy vehicles before April 2024. Installation of new pre-stressed cables crucial for durability is taking longer than anticipated. Light vehicles were allowed in February 2022 but buses and trucks are still barred, leading to daily traffic congestion. A technical committee recommended reinforcing the flyover with 240 additional cables along with replacing the existing 1,243. Moving on, TAPI Management Institute in Bengaluru, part of Manipal Academy of Higher Education, is set to introduce a new MBA program in technology management commencing in the academic year 2024. The course targets students with two to seven years of technology experience in leading IT services, product and platform companies. It aims to enhance technology applications in businesses for improved efficiency. The curriculum combines business and technology management courses with sectoral specialization tracks in fintech, e-commerce and healthcare. Meanwhile, moderate rainfall and overflowing lakes cause knee-deep flooding in parts of northern Bengaluru, leading to disrupted traffic, especially near Hebbal Junction. Overflow from Hebbal and Chaudeshwari lakes inundated areas. Saka Nagar faced flooding due to backflow from an overflowing stormwater drain. The lack of sewage diversion channels in the lakes contributed to the issue. Traffic came to a standstill stretching for kilometres. On a different note, Dr. Dilip Kumar Timapa, chairman of the Indian Nursing Council, received the prestigious Princess Srinagarinda Award in Thailand. This global leadership accolade recognizes individuals or groups in the nursing or midwifery profession for their notable contributions to care, research, education or management. 
Dr. Timmappa, hailing from Chitradurga, Karnataka, has dedicated nearly four decades to the nursing field. The award was presented by Princess Maha Chakri Sirindorn at the Thailand Palace. National news. Moving on to the national news, the Supreme Court, led by Chief Justice D. Y. Chandrachud, has expedited the resolution of criminal cases involving members of legislative assemblies and the parliament. High courts nationwide are directed to autonomously register and monitor such cases, with priority given to those carrying the maximum penalties of death or life imprisonment. The court emphasized the need for transparency and infrastructural support for effective proceedings. Meanwhile, the Bihar Assembly passed a bill to increase reservations in government jobs and educational institutions from 60% to 75%, including 10% for economically weaker sections mandated by the centre. The bill allocates 18% for OBCs, 25% for EBCs, 20% for SCs and 2% for STs. The decision aligns with caste survey findings showing 64% of the state's population as backward classes. Bihar CM Nitish Kumar emphasized the unanimous support for this move based on socio-economic data from the survey. In more news, the NCERT has formed a 19-member committee chaired by MD Srinivas to incorporate Indian knowledge systems into new school textbooks for classes 3 to 12. This initiative aligns with the National Education Policy's goal to teach India's rich ancient heritage. The move follows previous steps to promote IKS in higher education and research. The panel includes experts like Michael Danino, Manjul Bhargav and Rama Jayasundar. Shifting our focus, India's Aditya L1 Solar Observatory, launched by ISRO, has captured its first high-energy X-ray view of solar flares. The high-energy L1 orbiting X-ray spectrometer, HEL1OS, recorded the impulsive phase of solar flares during its observation. The data aligns with that provided by NOAA's GOES. The mission aims to provide crucial insights into the center of our solar system through uninterrupted solar observations from its position around 1.5 million kilometers from Earth at Lagrange Point 1. In a general weather update for the country, predicted thunderstorm brought 13 millimeters of rain to South Mumbai. Westerly winds led to a decrease in the air quality index in the city, maintaining a moderate level. The Central Pollution Control Board reported an overall AQI of 131, while the System of Air Quality and Weather Forecasting and Research recorded 118. The thunderstorm activity is attributed to an easterly trough affecting Ratnagiri, Raigad and Thane. International news. Turning our attention to international news, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky hailed the European Union's recommendation to begin membership talks with Kiev as a historic step. He emphasized Ukrainians' commitment to European values even amidst a full-scale war. The EU Commission also recommended talks with Moldova and granting candidate status to Georgia demonstrating strong support for Ukraine's bid amid Russia's invasion. Further reforms are expected before negotiations commence with a progress update scheduled for March 2024. In ongoing news, Chinese President Xi Jinping will be the guest of honour at a dinner with top US business executives during his visit to San Francisco for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. The event is expected to draw hundreds, including CEOs of major US companies. The meeting comes as both nations work to stabilize relations, with officials from both sides engaging in preparatory talks for an expected meeting between Joe Biden and Xi Jinping at the APEC summit. In a recent development, Ivanka Trump is scheduled to testify in a civil fraud trial that threatens to impact her father, former U.S. President Donald Trump's New York properties. Unlike her brothers and father, she is not a defendant in the case led by New York Attorney General Letitia James. 
The lawsuit alleges manipulation of real estate values to deceive lenders and insurers. Despite legal challenges, Donald Trump leads the 2024 Republican presidential nomination race. In some positive news, Pablo Picasso's Woman with a Watch fetched a staggering $139.3 million at Sotheby's New York auction, ranking as the artist's second-highest sale. The 1932 painting of Marie-Therese Walter, one of Picasso's muses, exceeded its $120 million valuation. Part of Emily Fisher Landau's collection, it was hailed as a masterpiece by every measure. Sotheby's has already garnered $406 million from Landau's collection, featuring works by prominent artists like Jasper Johns and Andy Warhol. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. Reliance Industries, led by Indian tycoon Mukesh Ambani, aims to raise up to 200 billion rupees through rupee-denominated bonds, as per reports. The initial offering is set at 100 billion rupees, with an option for an additional 100 billion rupees. These AAA-rated 10-year bonds will be auctioned and endorsed by Crystal and Care Edge. India's most valuable company, Reliance Industries, spans petrochemicals and wireless communication, diversifying into 5G and financial services. In more business news, Amazon.com Inc. is downsizing its music division, including the audio content and editorial teams, as part of CEO Andy Jassy's cost-cutting efforts. The exact number of affected positions remains undisclosed. Amazon assures continued investment in Amazon Music, prioritizing customer and artist interests. The reduction in Amazon's music division suggests a potential emphasis on the Prime Video streaming platform, representing a strategic move for the retail giant. Next up, in some tech news, starting in 2024, Meta platforms will mandate advertisers to disclose the use of AI or other digital techniques in altering or creating political, social or election-related ads on Facebook and Instagram. Advertisers must reveal if ads depict real people saying or doing things they didn't or fabricate non-existent individuals. These policy updates, including the restriction on political advertisers using generative AI, aim to address concerns about misleading content in political ads. Moving on, the Tata Group has inked a binding deal to acquire a 100% equity stake in Winston Infocom Manufacturing India, solidifying its role as an iPhone assembler for Apple. The acquisition, valued at $750 million, marks Tata's entry into end-to-end iPhone assembly. Apple analyst Ming-Chi Kuo anticipates Tata along with Foxconn and Pegatron, commencing iPhone 17 production by late 2024, a pivotal step in Apple's supply chain diversification. In market news for today, the Sensex experienced a 0.26% decline, dropping by 170.36 points to reach 64,805.25, while the Nifty decreased by 0.28% or 53.90 points, selling at 19,389.60. Out of the total, 1,363 shares advanced, 1,837 shares declined, and 89 shares remained unchanged. The realty and auto sectors exhibited a 1% increase, showing a positive trend. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Zoe Akhtar's Netflix film The Archies dropped its trailer, featuring lead actors Agastya Nanda, Suhana Khan and Kushi Kapoor. Set in 1960s India, the coming-of-age movie centers on Archie and his friends navigating love and friendship in Riverdale amid threats to a cherished park. The film will be released on December 7th. Zoe Akhtar previously addressed criticism about the casting, emphasizing the diversity of Indian identities. In news from Hollywood, SAG-AFTRA, the Actors' Union, reached a tentative agreement with Hollywood Studios, ending the historic 118-day strike. 
The deal addresses demands for higher minimum salaries, a share of streaming revenue, and protection against AI-generated digital replicas. The breakthrough allows full-scale production to resume, benefiting struggling workers in the industry. The disruptions had cost California over $6 billion in lost output, per the Milken Institute. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Samantha Ruth Prabhu, currently on a film hiatus, candidly discussed her battles with myositis, a debilitating muscle disorder. In an interview with Harper's Bazaar India, she revealed the challenges faced over the past two years, including a failed marriage with actor Naga Chaitanya. Samantha drew strength from stories of actors overcoming health issues, urging responsible storytelling in the industry. Spooler Sports In sports news, Australia's cricket captain, Meg Lanning, retired from international play after an illustrious career with seven World Cup wins in 241 matches. The 31-year-old, who excelled in tests, ODIs and T20Is, will continue her career in domestic cricket in Australia and potentially India. Lanning expressed her gratitude for her 13-year international journey, acknowledging it was a tough decision but the right time for her. Lanning leaves a legacy of 8,352 runs, including 17 centuries and 38 half-centuries. In more sports updates, Real Madrid, with a record 14 Champions League wins, secured a spot in the last 16 with a 3-0 victory over Braga, manifesting a flawless record. Goals from Brahim Diaz, Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo Goez sealed their progress from Group C, even without top scorer Jude Bellingham. Brazilian wingers Vinicius and Rodrigo, criticised for their goal tally this season, responded with stylish finishes. Madrid tops the group with four wins in four games. Wrapping up sports news, India's double Olympic medalist P.V. Sindhu has been granted a protected ranking by the Badminton World Federation due to a knee injury sustained in October. This secures her position at world number 10 until her recovery. Protected rankings can be requested by players facing extended absence due to injury or other circumstances. Sindhu's return may be around February, and this status safeguards her points during her absence from the BWF Tour. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for a delicious food fiesta this Diwali. Join an exclusive Badmash Luncheon Diwali edition featuring live performances by Bikash Sonar and Collective happening at Badmash UB City with Almalia Road on the 12th of November at 1pm. Catch popular comic Rahul Robin as he headlines his latest stand-up special, Radhe Radhe, performing live at the underground comedy club Koromangla 5th Block on the 11th of November at 7pm. Join a beginner's art class with an exclusive canvas painting workshop. Conducted by ACE Art Experts happening at the Hover Plus Cafe, Koromangla, 80 feet road on the 11th of November at 3pm. Are you interested in candle making? Here's something for you. Join an exclusive candle making workshop and enjoy a fun session at the Paint Cafe Studio Whitefield on the 11th of November at 11.30am. You can also catch an exclusive open mic event, Whose Mic Is It Anyway? and enjoy an evening of storytelling, poetry and more, happening at the Dialogues Cafe Koramangla 4th Block on the 11th of November at 6.30pm. Bengaluru Weather And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru can expect partly cloudy weather conditions with no rainfall expected. Temperatures will range from a comfortable 17 degrees Celsius to a moderately warm 27 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index factoring in humidity is projected at 29 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player 
and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast.